And I'm Missy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from Movies. And tonight... Ooh, tonight. A happy new year, 2019, starting happy off. Happy new year. With happy new year. January of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, an entire month dedicated to the Planet of the Apes series. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I have not seen any... had not seen any of these sequels before. I have not seen them in many, many years, but when I heard that you had not seen any of them, I was like, oh, we are in for a treat. Indeed. We're in for a treat. Uh, but first... Steve, oh, we're hunched. way too sober for this. <laughs> <laughs> to go beneath the planet of the apes, no. you gotta be drunk. <laughs> so I have for you, straight from FDR, Ferment Drink Repeat Brewing Company in San Francisco, the Belgique Mystique. Belgian IPA. Ooh. 6.9% alcohol by volume. That'll do. Pretty sure. Ooh. Oh, and the top. Pretty sure this is considered booze in Utah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so yes, this is a growler, as you can hear. Ooh, it already smells nice and bubblegummy. You want to hand me your cup? Sure, I should fill it up. How much do you want? Eh, about half. And the pour? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> You smell the banana and that clove right off the top. Indeed. Steve has not had this beer. I did try it when I went to go pick it up. Yeah, no, yeah, it's got a nice, uh, a light copper kind of color to it. Looking at it in the light. Yeah, very Belgian uh, nice, color. Nice big uh, frothy white head. Brewed by Kevin England, owner and head brewer at FDR. Indeed. Recommended by his wife Shay. Thank you so much, Shay. Excellent choice. You guys rock. Boom. All right, I'm going in for a sip. Steve's going in for the taste. Oh, God, his face. No! No! Yeah, no, actually. Oh, wow, yeah. What do you think? Belgian IPA. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a different, uh, different mouthfeel uh, from most IPAs. <laughs> you have the Belgian yeast. It's a little, a little, I guess a little bubblier. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah if you very, were saying the bubblegummy kind of Very effervescent. Very effervescent. And then, yeah, you've got that banana and clove that gives you kind of that double bubble taste. Yeah. It's just like a hoppy Belgian. And it's really delightful because it's not overly sweet like Belgians can be sometimes. Yeah. And it cuts through that, let's face it, sometimes Belgian yeast can taste sweaty. Yeah. And it really cuts through that. Yeah, it's definitely a little like, like a more uh, malt-forward IPA. So it gives it a more fuller 
full body. Rounded kind of a body to it, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Good all day drinking beer. Although you would be trash drinking this all day. Oh, you would. Belgique <laughs> Mystique. Belgique Mystique. Babe. We all know the original Planet of the Apes, 1968. Charlton Heston. You blew, you it, blew up. it up! Damn you all to hell! No, wait, that was... <laughs> Close so, enough. By the way, spoiler alert. Oh my god, is there a Charlton Heston movie that hasn't been spoiled, like, by popular culture? No, I don't think so. Yeah, because, <laughs> you know, Soylent Green. It's people! The thing Soylent is, his Green greatest is quotes come at the ends of these movies. It's true. Um, but yes, this is the sequel to that movie. That he did not want to make. Fun facts! Oh, spoilers! <laughs> uh, but yes, uh, released uh, two years later, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, 1970, uh, from director Ted Post. Who's he, Steve? Oh, I'm glad you asked, babe. He has over 91 directing credits. What? Um, Any of them we've heard of? Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of TV stuff, like Waterfront, uh, Gunsmoke, Rawhide, mm. Hang em High... This, Magnum Force, one of the uh, yeah. Dirty Harry movies. Uh, bad guys, were, or sorry, good guys wear black. Um, and unfortunately, he passed away in 2013. Oh, so not next interview. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, trust <laughs> me, I was looking for people to interview for this, and it's like, ooh, slim pickings. Uh. <laughs> oh no, have we entered that age group, Steve? Uh, I would like to mention this time, slim pickings was not in this movie. <laughs> What I'm saying is, pickings are slim of uh, surviving Planet of the Apes. So we're interviewing Slim Pickens? (laughs) That would be kind of cool. Uh, And it's also from writer Paul Den. Who's he, Steve? Uh, He's the writer of Goldfinger. (gasps) Murder in the Orient Express. What? Um, And also uh, the next, (laughs) Beneath the Planet of the Apes, Escape from the Planet of the Apes, and Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Yeah! Um, unfortunately, he died in 1976, so like oh, wow. shortly after helping out with the plan. Right the after Qu- Conquest. Yeah, yeah, like two or three years after that, yeah. Um, but yeah, movie stars James Franciscus, Kim Hunter, Maurice Evans, Linda Harrison, and of course, Charlton Heston. Yeah! Uh, Reprising his role as Taylor. Indeed. Uh, but babe, you remember how this movie starts out? It was uh, the spaceships basically on fire, and there's two guys in the desert, right? Uh, no, before that, it's um, uh, you get a little narration of, Beware the beast man! Oh, that's right. <laughs> For he is the devil's pond, and blah, 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 blah. And then we get a nice little recap of, Previously on Planet of the Apes. <laughs> we get, like, the last scene. <laughs> Previously on the Rockford Files. <laughs> Yeah, like three people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you, me, and one other person. <laughs> Pickleus Cage! Oh, podcast Pickleus Cage. Do you remember where the movie goes from there? No? Okay. You're useless. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, he doesn't remember where he was 12 seconds ago. It's true. He, he's wondering where we're at right now. <laughs> he misses Steve so much. <laughs> Anybody? Uh, but yeah, we guess basically we get the last couple, couple scenes of uh, the original Planet of the Apes, so everybody's caught up that they're on a planet. Oh no, it's Earth! Ah, there's a Statue ah, of Liberty! You blew it up! Goddamn right. you! That's right. And then we get the credits as they're just Taylor, played by Charlton Heston, and uh, Nova, played Nova. by Linda Harrison. Yeah. They're just riding horseback through the deserts, <laughs> over the Ride hills. Riding on a horse through the desert. What is it? Ran through the desert on a horse with no name. Felt good to get out of the rain. 
that song is not playing unfortunately that's been kind of cool but uh sorry america um and you then... should apologize to america <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry america but it's all your fault <laughs> Nobody blames America for all their problems, but they're just a band. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. And then we get the crash ship. Uh, Well, there's another spaceship on the beach. He's more in the desert. Yeah, yeah, I guess it is more in the desert. Um, But there's another guy who looks incredibly similar to Charlton Heston. What? Uh, That's James Franciscus with a beard. And there's another gentleman, uh, his navigator or commander or something. Oh, no, um, no. What did he call him? He gave he had his skipper. He had skipper. A, that's right. Skipper. That's right. The so, skipper of the spaceship. So skipper has been hurt. He's uh, apparently like blind and injured. And we find out that it's not a matter of where they went, but when. Indeed. Um, they left Los Angeles, nineteen sixty-eight or something. Sixty-eight, yeah. and they landed in New York, or they landed somewhere in thirty-three Thir- fifty-eight. Thirty-nine fifty-five. Thirty-nine fifty-five. In the year of our Lord. <laughs> um, and, and that's where I've written down. So is this like Taylor's rescue party? Because they said they like followed his yep. trajectory. Yep, and... they were out. They were sent out to go rescue Taylor because yeah. they didn't hear from him. Basically, the guy's like, "You're, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. We're gonna get this thing." And then it was like instant fade to Tell him, my like, "Wife, I loved her. Ugh. Avenge me." <laughs> Not quite. But but then it was just like a fade to him, like putting the top on his grave and like burying him off. And I'm like, "Yeah, oh shit, that he was quick." Did not bury him deep. <laughs> And uh, this is where you, you made the observation, like, wait, that ship exploded. Is this like a Jacob's Ladder situation? <laughs> right? No, yeah, I think all of the uh, Planet of the Apes, actually, really, the first one, too, they all just died. They all just died. They all just is, died. Uh, their dreams flashing before their eyes right before they die. <laughs> right? And then, uh, basically, after he's done uh, burying his skipper, there's something in the distance. It's on <gasps> horseback. What is it? dun 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 Oh, it's a lady on horseback. It's Nova. And it's where we find out Nova is horrible at charades. She is the worst. <laughs> yeah, he's basically like, Hi, my name's Brent. What's your name? Brent. Brent. You? Yeah, she like doesn't speak. She just kind of gives this quizzical look the whole time of like, uh, yeah, why would I try talking to you even? <laughs> I have to say, she does a hell of a job, like, for somebody with zero lines. Yeah, but... She she does a good job playing playing Nova, who's like, I don't understand. I'm trying. Yeah, but he notices she's got something around her neck. Mm-hmm. And it's Taylor's dog tags. <gasps> Taylor! What? Where is Taylor? This guy. Where is he? <sighs> And then we get a flashback of them riding on horseback again, and Taylor's basically just talking to himself. He's just like, well, I guess we should just found a colony here and repopulate. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's very Zap Brannigan. <laughs> he is 100% Zap Brannigan in this one. <laughs> I'll, I'll start by naming the male children, and the women children will cook and clean. <laughs> right? Uh, but then, uh, but then there's a giant firewall that pops up out of nowhere, no! and then there's a lightning storm, no! and then San Andreas happens, and there's a giant chasm in front of them, and so Taylor like gets off the horse. And he's like, "Wait, I gotta figure out how to get out of here." 
and he's about to hit a rock wall with his gun, but then he goes through it and disappears. No! He's gone! Yeah. And so then, and then we flash back to Nova, who's apparently just remembering this whole thing, and, and Brent's still there like, what, what, what's going on? Uh, you know what? T- take me to a city. Take me somewhere. Let's, right? let's get out of here. I, 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 I need some help. I, I need to find out what's going on here. So then they ride right along and they come up to Ape City. And oh, this... yes, because also um, Taylor's last words to Nova was, if we get separated, go find Zia. Oh, Zira, yeah. Zira. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, so they go to Ape City to meet up with Zira, uh, who from the first movie is like one of the apes that helped out Taylor. If you haven't seen the first one for some reason, but you totally should have seen the first one by now. Oh, yeah, think. yeah. You need yeah. to have seen the first one. That's like mandatory watching, guys. Come yeah. on. Whether yeah. you like it or hate it, whatever, but watch it. Yeah, totally. And basically when they get to the city, they see that like uh, basically a Senate coliseum kind of place is filled out with people just arguing. And there's a big military general rebel rouser kind of guy going like, The only thing that matters is power. Naked, unbridled force. If we want to conquer the Forbidden Zone, we need to go in there and invade, 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 like 18 times. Yeah, and the gorillas, who are the military, are all behind them. Uh, the chimpanzees, who are the pacifist, uh, I don't know, intellectuals, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, no, whatever, leave it be. Our traditions, and we don't need we don't need the Forbidden Zone, and blah, blah, blah. Uh, so there's a whole conflict they thing going on there. They need more feeding grounds, because they're running out of food in Ape City. They're, yeah, they're, there's soon to be a... Sh- uh, food shortage and only the top ranking everybody's know about it and so they need to go to the forbidden zone because if there's people there that means there's feeding grounds and by divine right they belong to the apes oh that's right yeah they know that there's at least one person out there surviving mm-hmm. or whatever so and then i think someone also says like the only good human is a dead human it's at that point brent's like all right we need to get the fuck out of here let's uh let's bounce mm-hmm. uh but as he's escaping um, he gets chased by one of the security guards. Well, I guess the two of them get chased. Uh, they hide out in the bushes, and I love how the like security get gu- security gorilla is just kind of like kinda, like looks around like oh, I lost him. Wait, I think I hear something over there. Huh? Pow, pow, pow! <laughs> and he like grazes Brent in the arm, and then uh, a dove flies off. So he's like, oh, that must have been what it was. Weird. I could swear I was chasing two humans. Oh well. Nope. <laughs> Uh, do you know where it goes from here, babe? Where does it go from here, Steve? The ape sauna. That's right, the ape sauna. <laughs> oh, the one, ape sauna. One of my favorite scenes of this entire movie, just because it's an ape sauna, and the whole time I'm... Uh, they're talking, uh, like an orangutan, and the, the general guy... Oh, uh, Dr. Zayas, that's right. The orangutan. Yes, Dr. Zayas. And the general guy are talking yep. about the, uh, the whole thing and you know, like the whole reasoning for it and the whole time i'm smelling my god what does that ape sauna smell like <laughs> that was my first comment when it came up <laughs> <laughs> and then uh and then we cut to uh zero talking about breastfeeding it's true um that yeah the apes must have sour milk or the, uh, the, the gorillas, gorillas must yeah. have sour milk because they're all so stupid and mean and her child at least won't uh, they'll be raised on chimpanzee milk so we'll be far superior yeah and it's at the point where they're like is this like gorilla chimp racism they're yes talking about? okay yeah, it is a little bit all right just making sure i mean she's not wrong apparently the gorillas want war but yeah 
And so at this time, um, basically, Brent and Nova pop in, pop in the house. Or they were like hiding in the back room or something, weren't they? Like they just kind of popped up. And yeah, were like, they just were in the back. Yeah. Yeah, they were just kind of like, oh hey, are you Zira? <laughs> this chick tells me that you're a, you're a friend. Well, it doesn't actually, say. she doesn't she say sort anything. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, she did talk when she was having a flashback, and we just kind of skipped that part. Right. But I got the name Zira out of it. So, are you her? Because otherwise, I might be in trouble. Uh, but instead, uh, he basically says, "All right, I need to get out of here. I need food, water, and a map. If you got it, <laughs> right." And it's at this time there's a knock at the door. And it's Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Dr. Zayas, Dr. Zayas. Oh, 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 Dr. Zayas. Rock me, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> oh, God. Planet Apes musical is fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> oh, you that is 100% Dana Gold. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, Dr. Zayas is at the door. Uh, so the humans have to, like, hide behind a curtain or whatever that i guess acts as the pantry or something yep uh how's it going like dr zayas he finds uh, dr zayas walk around and he finds like a like oh your uh gauze and stuff is out looks like there's a little blood and uh basically zero is like uh no, zero says uh because yeah. oh did we, we didn't oh yeah so um zero and cornelius were at the uh the ape gathering when the 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 leader was like, oh, we have to declare war on the Forbidden Zone. Uh, and Zero was kind of like trying to be huffy, but Cornelius was trying to keep her down. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah um, did we mention that um, the other, the the new colonel <laughs> um, has an injury and that's why he got shot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, he got grazed by a bullet. Got yeah, grazed we by did bullet. mention that. But okay. yeah, they were trying to fix him up and stuff. So there is some blood out. So she grabs the bloody rag, and when uh, Dr. Zayas comes in, she's, like, patting her head, and he's like, are you hurt? And she goes, oh, Cornelius just hit me for causing a disruption at the... um, At the uh, conference. At the conference. And the look on Cornelius' face. (laughs) Exactly. How much acting had to go into that? Because that is a man under a rubber suit. That's a man under a rubber ape mask. And he just kind of gives her a look like, the throw me under the bus. He's just like, what? And, and, like, the look was, I've never hit you in my life. Yeah. Followed by, like, oh, no, of course. Yeah, Dr. Zayas is totally like, oh, well, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> but, oh, my God, the, what, who's the actor who plays Cornelius? Uh, Roddy McDowell. Roddy McDowell is so good at Cornelius. The yeah. two of them are so good. They really are. Like, and we'll get more into them on the next episode. Indeed. But, God, they're good under those eight masks. Yeah, yeah, I you got I gotta give it to him. Yeah, that's why I've written down. Whew, domestic abuse save. <laughs> it's it feels so out of nowhere in this. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Doctor Zeiss is like, "Oh yes, I would oh, do the same." Yeah, yeah. Well, well, well done, Cornelius. High five. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. It's called a bro five. Uh, but yeah, so Dr. Zayas leaves, um, the humans, you know, they come back out, give the humans a map, they're ready to go. And, and basically, like, before he leaves, Cornelius is like, whatever you do, don't speak. If you speak, they'll dissect you and kill you in that order. Mm-hmm. And it was like, How does he know, Steve? Nice. Oh, that's because Zia's that's his job. job. Yeah, no, that's Zia's job. job. That's right. He's or Zira's what, what, job. What is he? A psychiatrist he, no, or something? No, she's a psychiatrist and a human dissector. He's an archaeologist. Archaeologist. That's right. Archaeologist. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's he's right. An archaeologist. That's right. He knows all about the how the apes evolved. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Which, by the way, is so perfect for those characters. It really is. Yeah, they're, they're awesome. They really planned this out for something nobody planned out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so, Brent. 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 I know I keep wanting to call him Taylor, too. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, too. No. Uh, Brent and Nova. Brent uh, from the Home Video Hustle. <laughs> <laughs> In case you were wondering. Yeah. <laughs> whitest guy so, so brent and pj are running <laughs> off and you know. pj looks great in that oh my god top. pj's stacked up top you know? <laughs> yeah, they but, so brent and nova are escaping uh and four seconds into their escape their horse gets shot like oh. it's like they're like all right i'll see you off shit run and then so they're being chased by like a dozen of the gorilla soldiers uh they round them up in nets and uh, they basically basically a reenacting of uh, Taylor and Nova getting caught. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ba- basically the first movie all over again. They take him out to uh, like a training facility, uh, which I thought was really awesome because they had like you know everybody uh, again in like the full eight costumes and doing the military marches and stuff. Yeah. It was so good. Military marches. There's guys doing handstands and like yeah. cartwheels and riding horses. And... One of my favorite parts of that scene is so your view is from the cart that. Um... Nova and Brent. Brent are trapped in. And so they're going along and there's a group of soldiers marching basically on the farthest side of your view about the same pace mm-hmm. and everything's happening in between that. And I don't know. I just love that shot. It was yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. It was a really surprisingly good shot. And um, yeah, people doing like handstands and people doing military marches. There were guys like stabbing uh, straw-filled like dummies. Oh, yeah. Then a guy runs in between them on a horse and snags one of them, and runs away. Yeah, like, yeah. There was whole guy, like the guys like they have like some of the humans there like riding by on horses or something or or you know and like the like lasso them and like pull them off the horse yeah, and stuff. Like it's like real stunt work. Basically, awesome. it was just like, all right, we need seventy stunt guys. Yeah. Here's an eight mask. Do your fucking thing. Yeah. Make sure it's set really good because you only get one take. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a really good, good scene. Yeah. So they get taken to like a, a holding cell, like a little prison area. Um, and they're being separated, blah, blah, blah. But then Zira notices them and is like, oh, look at this one. A fine, blonde-haired, blue-eyed specimen. It's Ooh, very rare to very, get these ones. Very rare cranial shape. I need to study yeah. this one. Um, and then the general guy walks up. He's like, nope. They've been assigned to fire uh, target, practice. target practice. Get them out of here. And so... Zira follows them out yeah. while they're being uh, carried at bayonet point. Yeah, yeah. And they get thrown in a cage like in the back of a, a wagon, like, like mm-hmm. a horse-drawn carriage kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then she goes, wait, I better double lock it. <laughs> and essentially unlocks it, of yep. course. <laughs> basically but, god be with you yeah yeah basically at that point like like the guard should have been like um there's no double lock on that here i'll do that properly no, but gorillas are dumb honey I chimps guess. are smart i guess but also come on zero's a scientist if one of the scientists at your job came out and told you he was gonna <laughs> double lock something first off no scientist in my job <laughs> what? i think i'm the closest to a scientist in my job <laughs> All right, so Steve, if you I'm went... a math magician. <laughs> so Steve, if you went to your boss and said I double locked that file, <laughs> would they argue like, with you? I don't care, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I double locked this booking. I double don't care. Good for you. <laughs> but no one would argue with you. What was that pickles? Jesus, pickles. <laughs> 
apparently pickles had beans for dinner. <laughs> All right. Uh, where were we? Oh, yeah. So they're in the cage being taken out to target practice. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, it's unlocked. So then Brent, like, crawls around the outside on the top of the cage and fights the guy yeah. who's, like, leading the horses. And they actually have a pretty cool fight. They like, have a fight on top of a carriage with two running horses pulling it. Yeah. It's pretty good. At one point, Brent actually falls off. You oh, see him chasing oh I was so sure back. he was going to fall off, too. And he, like, snagged it with his right hand and, oh, like, yeah. swung a bit. I'm, and I'm like, not sure Ooh. how much of that was planned. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it was like they hit a little speed bump or something. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, there's some great stunt work in this movie. Yeah. Um, but, it, but yeah, basically what happens is Brent's like, he, he's about to get choked out by the gorilla guy. And then all of a sudden he gets clotheslined by a tree the gorilla branch. Gets the gorilla does. Yeah. The gorilla gets yep. like clotheslined off there. And it's like, oh, good. We just need to get the horses and... <laughs> We're good. All right. So they unhook the horses, and Brent and Nova go taking off, only to run right past the guys who were going to shoot them because yep. they're on their way to target practice. <laughs> and I'm sure the guys are like, oh, are we starting target practice early? Usually they bring them they, in and we set them up sit- on the horses. <laughs> they're but... all sitting under a tree, and they're like, oh, shit. And my first thought is, oh, they're literally training for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nope. They went to the Stormtrooper School of Shooting. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Brent and Nova ride and ride and ride, and then they kind of hit like a cliff face. They decided to abandon the horses and crawl down it. Yep. By the way, some great horseman work, I gotta say. Oh yeah, yeah. As somebody who appreciates good horses. Indeed. Also some scary stunts I don't think the horses liked very much at all. <laughs> ah, they're professionals. They know what's up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, basically they go down this little, little crevasse. And, uh, crevice, crevasse, crevasse. It's a little, little hole in the rock. It's a crevice. It's a crevice. <laughs> crevice yeah. yeah, they go. They go down Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> and uh, they they come to a tile wall, and I'm like, oh, all right. And then they find the ancient remains of a telephone. Now, those of you listening what, who don't tel- know what's what that, a- Steve. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like a cell phone, except back in the day, it had to be secured to I don't know a building or something. With an actual landline and everything, um, it was one of those, <laughs> and apparently those survived two thousand years. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas your cell phone, um, I don't know, is made out of sugar and disintegrates in the rain. <laughs> it's uh, true, one hundred percent. Yeah, but uh, basically they clear off a sign. They find out it's uh, Queen- Queensboro Plaza subway station um, in New York, but you know, two thousand years ago, so it's all like ruined out. Yes. So then we cut back to Ape City. And uh, basically the generals, like, they're about ready to start marching out to the Forbidden Zone. And they're having this whole big sermon with all the gorillas in a church. They're basically saying, before our gods, we will conduct this holy war and take over the previously Forbidden Zone. (laughs) All apes, amen, something like that. Apes are good, people bad. Yeah. Uh, Then there's the the protesting uh, chimp hippies. Yes, the ch- chimpies. Yeah. <laughs> the chimpies. And, and I love how they're like, uh, they're blocking the way. Uh, take care of it quietly. And the gorillas come in, start beating them. They're like, ah, oh, gorilla brutality, gorilla brutality, peace that and was freedom. Freaking awesome, by the way. <laughs> Basically, the, uh, the the trainees that were chasing Brent and Nova, they they're getting really close. Like they're literally just around the rock. They, like, hear them talking, and they're like, oh, man, we gotta stay out here until we find them. We can't even go back to our our quarters until then. <laughs> and then Brent goes back down, like, Nova, we gotta get out of here. We gotta go deeper into the tunnels. And so they go down a little subway line, and they come to this 
this area where there's this weird like droning sound and they're just kind of following and it's getting louder and louder and they find a ladder that goes into a little little hole in the rock and as as soon as they touch the ladder the sound stops and they're like hold it touch it huh that's weird (laughs) i don't know if it's a trap or if they're calling us but either way it's the only lead we've got yeah, it was just—it was a real, actually, really cool, weird scene. So I'm like, wait, how how was that even set up? They have like a current running through it. Right? Or, anyway, anyway, a lot of unanswered questions with that one. But they uh, climb the ladder, uh, they go down the tunnel, and they basically stumble upon basically the the ruins of the New York Stock Exchange and I think St. Patrick's or St. Anthony's Cathedral, whatever that one is down there. Uh, I think it's St. Anthony's. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, there's a cathedral there, and there's a fountain that like has stagnant water in it, <laughs> and I'm like, like, and, and you're even like, no, don't don't try that water, don't try that water, don't. <laughs> so yeah, he drinks it and then immediately spits it all out. Yeah, you know, they're looking around, they're looking at the cathedral, and then the fountain starts, and there's a little water coming out, and so he starts drinking the water. Mm, they both start drinking the water. Yep. She gets it all in her hair. She should have just put her mouth over it. Like, she's not drinking it in the the best way possible. Yep. And then Brent starts hearing something in his head. And noises get louder. And it's telling him to drown Nova's ass in the fountain. (laughs) I must not drown her. Ah! And scene. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking fantastic. But <laughs> so yeah, basically after nearly drowning Nova, who really wasn't putting up much of a fight when she was no. drowning either. Like just kinda of put her arms out and was like, So the actress like who plays her does a great job doing basically a mute. But as a character, Nova's useless. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I want her I want her to be a big strong female and she's but, not. But sweetie, dim titties though. Oh, she's got them titties. <laughs> After that incident, uh, they open the door of the cathedral. Brent walks down and he sees somebody. It's, you know, the big pew. And there's a giant nuclear warhead that there's one guy there, like, worshipping. And uh, basically turns around and it looks like Billy Zane. That was, <laughs> it's sort of like, is that Billy Zane's dad? Played <laughs> by Billy Zane in the reboot. Indeed. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically he's like, what what are you doing? What are you human? What's what's going on here? And then he starts getting a little headache, and people pop up and they take him off, take him down a couple tunnel ways, and I don't know, they're at like Penn Station or something. That's right. Right? That's right. That's right. They're underground. Listen to Mario music as is tradition. And then there's like a total one-sided conversation because there's like there's a four or five of these humans like standing around on like a like one of those Esmeralda staircases. What? My name's Brent. Who are you? No, no, I I came alone. Uh, I'm I'm from here, but in the past thousands of years. I, what? No, you don't even know my mother. Why would you say such things? <laughs> <And scene. Yeah. laughs> 
But yeah, yeah, basically, and then, yeah, after interrogating him, oh, that's right, then basically they're like, well, obviously he's not intelligent enough to use our, to speak to him telepathically, we should just speak. (laughs) Telepathy. Hmm. What a sucker. Uh, Yeah, and they bring in Nova. Nova! Oh, yeah, uh, we will not hurt you, we're pacifists. We'll let you hurt each other. Oh, that's right. And then he, like, starts, like. Choking her kissing out. her and then kiss well, choking, choking her, her. And yeah he's like, so why bad. are you making me do so this <laughs> wait what <laughs> yeah and then basically after that they're like hey we can make you do whatever you want tell us what we want to know you've been to ape city what's going on and he's like the apes are gonna march on the forbidden zone no he doesn't well it takes him forever to tell him that well, forever forever which but... why is he protecting the apes I don't, I, I don't know. There's no reason for him to be protecting I, the apes. I think it's because basically before he says that, they're kind of like, uh, uh, they, they explain basically they use their telepathic powers to put up like, you know, the burning wall images and stuff like that. And that keeps everybody out of the forbidden zone. But if, you know, people had got, if the apes get past that or, you know, invaders get past that, they're pacifists. So they really don't fight back. The only thing they have left is, is the their nuclear god. is the, their god the nuclear warhead that they worship? Yeah, and of course, if you hear that, it's like, oh shit! I don't want to get these guys thinking the apes are going to march, they're going to get past their defenses, and they're going to set off this bomb. Although that's exactly what's going to happen, <laughs> apparently. So yeah, so so the apes are marching on the forbidden zone, and they get to the burning wall, and there's like a whole uh, statue of the lawgiver that's like bleeding out of its eyes. And then, and there's like the uh, apes hanging upside down yeah. on crucifixes, being burned cry- alive, and they're crying in pain. Yeah, like it was fucking like vicious. But uh, Doctor Zayas basically walks into the fire, goes instead into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> fucking view to a kill. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, basically from there, yeah, he goes in, and then the fire stuff stops, and everybody's like, "Oh, see, it's an illusion." And then uh, back to the, um, we go back to the uh, the humanoids, and they're like, oh, their thick skulls are too dense. They don't fall for our illusions. Yeah. We're going to have to blow up the fucking world. Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh, get all the adults to the cathedral, get the infants indoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, Send these two to the prison. Yep, so they have a big old church procession. Um, and then this is where the big twist comes in. <gasps> I reveal my innermost self to my God. And everybody grabs their faces <gasps> and peels their faces off like it's Mission Impossible to reveal <gasps> they're mutants. No! By the way, the mutant makeup looks super cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're basically. That would be super striking back in the day before we used all the CGI and all of that. Yeah. Because it's kind of gross. Like, they oh, yeah. basically drew all the veins and stuff on them. Yeah, then we get all the chuds singing mm-hmm. uh, hymns or something. They're chuds, right? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, they, they live on, in underground New York, they're chuds. <laughs> yep. And then uh, Brent and Nova are thrown Brent in. Brent and PJ. <laughs> yeah, Brent and PJ are thrown into prison, you know, for being black. Yeah, no. uh, Brent... <laughs> it was the 70s, guys. Um... <laughs> By the way, we did notice there's one African-American character oh. so far in the entire Planet of the Apes universe, as far yep. as we can tell. There is What's one. his name, Steve? In the credits, his name is Negro. 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 Like Modelo. Yeah, Negro. And what is his job? Make people fight each other? <laughs> Apparently. He's yeah. the only one. 
it's weird. I, I don't get it. But, okay. Like, it, yeah, in a, in a story that's essentially all about race wars, that's what they went with? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but so, so <laughs> Brett and Nova are taken down, thrown in a prison cell, but someone else is in there in the cell with them. <gasps> Who could it be? Is it, a, is it, could it be an ape? Nope. Could it be one of the chuds? Nope. Is it a cat? Nope. Who could it be? It's the president of the NRA himself, Charlton <gasps> Heston, <gasps> as Taylor. Taylor, uh, it's you. Oh, yes. Uh, Brent, right? That's your name? Yes, we came to rescue you, but uh, then we crashed our ship. We? Is someone here with you? Well, I mean, Nova told me where to find you. But you're the only one that came in on the spaceship? Oh, no, there was another guy, but he died. Shit, that happens a lot around here. It really does! Alright, alright, I think I've got an idea of how to get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah? Okay, I lied, I have no idea of how to get the fuck out of here. Uh, but then that's when, uh, Negro, uh, <laughs> basically says, Alright, well, we don't need two of you, so you guys are just gonna fight now. We won't kill you, we'll let you kill each other. And then, so they reluctantly start having the epic, you know, the battle between them. And actually, the fight scene is actually pretty cool. Oh, yeah. And then they throw in the little, like, spiked club thing. and Yeah. But even when they were just fighting around, it's like, those walls are made out of, like, paper mache and toothpicks. Honey, it's it's New York walls. 2,000 years in the future. That's true, yeah, Like, they would way. be crumbling. Yeah, all the cockroaches and termites and stuff. Honey, 2,000-year-old yeah, concrete? How well is that going to hold up? Yeah. Especially with today's craftsmanship? Yeah, good point, good point. They don't have the good Irish labor. We don't have the good Irish labor we used to have. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's, right. that's right, Nova wasn't in the cell with them because she that's was... That's right. Yeah, that's right, she's being walked around. She, kept, she escapes from there somehow, comes walking around the corner, and she goes... <sighs> Like, everybody turns around, even Negro, so he's distracted, and so they don't have to fight each other, and then that's when he catches a club in the fucking head. And then gets (laughs) his throat impaled on a spike from the wall? Oh, that's right. They shut him, like, in the wall in the door that has the spikes in it. And it's like, oh no, Taylor and Brad just killed the black guy. Oh no. no. (laughs) There was one. Uh, but then they're like, all right, what now? Uh, oh, well, I think they're going to set off their their god, that nuclear war warhead. It said uh, Alpha and Omega on it. Oh, my God, it's a doomsday device. It's been encased in cobalt. It'll blow up the whole planet. And that's at this point, uh, the apes show up. Mm-hmm. And the door is shut. And I'm like, who shut the door of the who prison skate again? Yeah, they're all stuck in there. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, Nova's even in there at that point, and then... Yeah. No, I, I think they start escaping, like... Oh, that's right, they, like, cracked through the, the wall or whatever and escaped, like, through a hole in the wall or something. Something like that, yeah, they and rushed then, it down. But then they're running away, uh, the apes find them, Nova gets shot, and then there's, like, a whole thing... Oh, that's right, yeah, the, ape, the apes enter the cathedral. Yeah. That's right. And then, like, they get shot... No, no Nova got shot in the um, prison cell. Right, yeah, because well, then the two of them proceed on, because then that's when um, Taylor's basically like, maybe we should just end it all anyway. There's nothing right. left to save. That's right. There's nothing left to save now. Because you're, you're right. There's a whole bunch of booty out there that you can't tap. Yeah. 
And then uh, there's the scene here where the apes are like going through the hall of statues and like destroying all of them. I'm like, this is very Zardoz right here. It really is. <laughs> By the way, they're in a foreign country as far as they know. And yeah, they're just going through destroying shit. Yeah. Taylor and Brent start, you know, trying to get to the cathedral to stop them from setting off the nuclear weapon. Uh, they're finding all these people that have gone full Jonestown and, like, drink the Kool-Aid and they're yeah. just dead. That's the uh, infant room, right? Yeah, that's all... right. That's right. All the infant room. Hashtag yep. child murder. Hashtag child murder. Because then they go into the cathedral where all the chuds are still worshipping. Yep. And then the uh, apes show up in there and start shooting people. Yeah. And then they're basically like, ah, this is your god, huh? Pull down this thing. We'll show you what your god can do. Blah, blah, blah. No, don't knock it over! And then when they knock it over, it starts steaming, and all the apes are like, ah! Well, yeah, because they're getting blasted with nuclear-radiated steam. Yeah, that's right. Well, because they start pushing the buttons. That's right. Start getting yeah. ready to set it off, but there's one red button, and that's the one red button. They can't hit it. And so Taylor and Brent found guns, and they're firing back and taking them out, and the apes are shooting back. Ah! ah. And then Taylor gets red no. headed And he falls down. And he calls him a bloody bastard. No. And then Brent shot. Brent no. gets lit the fuck up. Oh. And he does straight up Jesus pose as he falls against the oh, yeah. wall. He's oh, only yeah. wearing a loincloth. And then Taylor reaches over, hits the red button, fade to white. So dark. And then you get the narration. I'm going to throw the narration in here because it is fucking dark. <laughs> countless billions of galaxies in the universe lies a medium-sized star and one of its satellites a green and insignificant planet is now dead and then that's it no music roll credits the world has ended beneath the planet of the apes ladies and gentlemen the first of many sequels to planet of the apes and they blew it up! They blew it all to hell! God damn you! Ugh. So how do they make sequels from that movie? Oh, Steve. We're about to find out. You're about to find out. So, alright, so you've never seen this movie before, nope. right? Nope. Alright, when we get back from this commercial break, I want to know your honest opinion, having never seen this movie. Okay. But first! <laughs> but first... First, a message from our sponsors. And when we come back, my opinions, fun facts. And more beer! And what we learned. Booze, booze, booze. Wait, what? (laughs) Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. Hey, I heard you like movies. 
I heard you like to hustle. I heard you like podcasts. Well, guess what? There's a podcast for you out there called The Home Video Hustle. Damn right. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I put a bunch of movies in a bag, and PJ picks one out at random. And then we just watch it. We talk about it for maybe like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. Whatever we feel like doing, wherever the conversation leads us. But do we actually talk about the movie? Most of the time. Ah. Tangents galore. Yes. So believe me, we may be a movie podcast, but it's not always about movies. We might talk about video games. Mm-hmm. Music. music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big one, music. Uh, sometimes we might get a little bit of politicalness in there. Yes. Sometimes we may just, oh, we know what we like to do. We like to tell stories, PJ. Ah, yes. I am the master storyteller yes. of the podcast realm. <laughs> Undefeated. So if you like to hear about movies, video games, whatever foolishness comes to our mind, the most random stuff you can think of, check out the Home Video Hustle. You can find us on the Stitchers. Yes. The Google Play. Yes. Apple Podcasts. What else? Podbean. What else? Podcast Addict. Goddamn. All that. Ain't no reason you can't get your hustle on. We everywhere. Worldwide, baby. Hustle, motherfucker. Hustle. Hey, we can't cuss in the promo, PJ. Ah. We gotta be family friendly. There may be podcasts out there that don't want his hair to say. Ah. 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 Good fun stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't run the listeners away, PJ. Ah, I'm sorry. But this is going kind of long. Yes. So we'll end this and say, hey, check out the Home Video Hustle every Friday on all the various podcast outlets. Peace. Peace. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. Yeah, no big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, Also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. We're happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Hi, this is Dana Gould, and you're listening to Everything I Learned from Movies on your radio, phone, computer, television, or record player. And we're back. Oh my god, Steve, those are the greatest ads that ever added in the history of adding. I agree. They get better every week, every year. Happy 2019, everybody. Those were the best ads of the year, Steve. Far and away. Far, (laughs) far, far and away. Ah, babe. I'm a little parched. Oh, are you now? Oh, well, in that case, I need to lube you up because I need your honest opinions. Okay. 
So we have from Woods Brewing in San Francisco, California, we have the Morpho Herbal Ale with Yerba Mate, Hibiscus, and Bay Leaves. Huh. 6.5% alcohol by volume. Yeah. A tart botanical brew, floral, fruity, flirting, floating light, made with Yerba Mate, Hibiscus, and Bay Leaf, finishing, fleeting, and refreshing. Feel the butterfly breeze. That's not a haiku. It is not a haiku. They need to talk <laughs> to Canadians about how to make a good haiku. Uh, Shout out to my fellow Phil Americans. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. What were they thinking? What were they thinking? <laughs> All right, I'm going to pop my top. Finally. Ooh. Oh, my top. Yeah, nice. I scared the cat. You're all right, little buddy. All right. Ooh, this is a nice golden brown ale. Ooh, it's nice, kind of dark. Actually, it's more brown brown. It has... A very light aroma. I have to like put my nose into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's kind of it's definitely like florally. I'm gonna take a sip. Oh her face. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, that might have been sitting around too long. Oh. Alright, let me try some here. That is weird. I know that beer is not taste like that because no. I've had that beer before. No, it's it's a uh, herbal hibiscus beer. I mean it's it doesn't taste sour to you? Not really. Okay. Maybe I don't like morpho. Maybe you know, yeah. I say it's 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 herbal, so it's uh, yeah, it's got a little little funk to it. But a little that's... funk to it. It's a little tart. Yeah, definitely you can taste the hibiscus for sure. The yerba mate has almost a star anise flavor to it. <laughs> star anise. Anise. <laughs> anise. <laughs> yeah, I'll finish that off for you, babe. Alrighty. Oh, you're gonna drink all that caffeine because also the beer is ca- is caffeinated. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yerba mate. Yeah, I'll do it. 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 I'm going right. to take a nap with the rest of this Belgique. <laughs> Belgique mystique. Is <laughs> much Miller my stay So, baby, you wanted to hear my opinion? I want to hear your honest opinion because you've never seen this movie. I would recommend it. Uh, with the first one, of course, it was huge big money maker and had the big twist ending that everybody knows about and all that. This one is a little crazier towards the end. Oh, one hundred percent. But it's not hokey. In any, no, it's not hokey. Like that's the thing is, I, even now having seen it a couple of times, I always expect it to be hokey and kind yeah. of goofy, like all the Planet of the Ape knockoffs. And it's not. Everybody works their ass off on this movie. Yeah, there's solid, good acting. I mean, the, the sets for the time are fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's the no, costumes are good. Yeah. Even all the, like, ape makeup and stuff like that. like Those you know. ape masks are so good. Like, you see all the knockoff ape masks and there's, like, a bunch of jokes and stuff. But the amount of acting that people get through those ape masks is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, like, the body posture and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I recommend it. However, I am curious how they're going to do a sequel to it. Oh, Steve. Oh, Steve. Right. All right. Who wants some fun facts? Fun facts are super fun facts because they're fun, fun facts. Three million dollar budget. What? How much do you think it grossed? Mmm. Had to have done pretty good because there are multiple sequels to it. Indeed. Uh, ten million. Nineteen million. Holy shit! Nineteen seventy dollars. Yeah, real money. That's that's folding money, honey. That's folding money. <laughs> that's almost like gold bar money. In fact, all five of the original Planet of the Ape movies, that's right, five, uh, were number one at the U.S. box office when they were released. This one actually spent two weeks at number one. Ooh. Fun fact. 
Fun fact! Orson Welles was offered the role of General Ursus, which he turned down. He was the uh, general oh, of the guerrilla army. Oh, that would have been so good! And Burt Reynolds was considered for the role of Brent. What? Uh, but James Franciscus was given the, ro- uh, the role due to his resemblance to Charlton Heston. Okay. Which makes sense, because they could have been brothers. They as far 100%. As they kind of should have been, right? Or like cousins or something. I think I'd go, yeah. That would have been cool. Yeah, the family business of uh, of being astronauts. astronauts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Charlton Heston was reluctant to reprise the role of George Taylor. Uh, however, he eventually agreed on the condition that his scenes had to be shot within a two-week period, and he had to be killed. He agreed to a compromise in which he'd uh, disappear in the beginning of the film and reappear at the end. I believe the original compromise was that he would do the movie, but he would have to be killed off right in the beginning. Yeah. But then when they kind of wrote the story out, they were like, ooh, can we get you from the beginning and the end? And he wasn't thrilled about it, but he realized it was a much better plot than it was going to be. So he agreed to it. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. We on our uh, we have our Blu-ray box set of the Planet of the Apes movies Yeah, now, we do. And it's fucking awesome. I highly recommend it. But yeah, they also mentioned the... Uh, the financier guy, the producer. Yes! Yeah. How he basically, uh, he was fired, like, His towards the end of production His father fired him. Yeah. And that's why they were debating they weren't going to go for the end of the world. They were like, that's too dark an ending. And basically his dad invited him into the boardroom, said, you're fired, son. We've had too many disagreements. And on his way out, he made the call and said, fucking end it. <laughs> yeah, just end it. Um, also... Originally, there was going to be a scene featuring a half-human, half-ape child. Yeah. However, uh, the producers were afraid that not that, that not only would uh, the scene be too confusing, but it also would lose their G rating. What? How yeah. would it lose a G rating? Bestiality. It's only hinting at it. Mm, it's heavily implied. If there's offspring. Yeah. There's also an alternate ending that was written. <gasps> Where Taylor, Brent, and Nova escaped the underground city prior to the detonation of the bomb, what? Uh, which was not a doomsday device as it was in the finished film. Uh, but they returned to Ape City, and along with Zero and Cornelius, released the humans from the cages, and a new order is begun. The script ends uh, hundreds of years later with the lawgiver teaching a group of apes and human children who sit in harmony together, and the final shot of the script shows a mutated gorilla emerging from the underground and fatally shooting a flying dove. Yeah. Yeah. I almost like this one better. <laughs> I think I do too. <laughs> it's not as hokey. It's, it's just so dark. And the thing is, it's like, even if you sort of know it's coming, like Steve, who does research before movies, the look on your face when they actually ended it yeah. was just like, what? Like, they're not, they're not going to do it. Oh, shit. And then you get the narration at the end, like, moon significant so- planet orbiting a medium-sized star in a small, insignificant galaxy has ended. The Um, end. Yeah, pretty much. It's (laughs) fucking awesome. Uh, So, babe, what did we learn from Beneath the Planet of the Apes? I learned that um, spousal abuse is only appropriate if it's used to hide uh, uh, war refugees. Alright. That makes sense to me. I learned that uh, traumatic hypnosis is a weapon of peace. Right? Yes! Uh, And I realize, like, that's the entire commentary, is that everybody's a fucking hypocrite. But it's still just like, oh my god, I want to slap you all! (laughs) I learned that nuclear bombs are bad. (laughs) 
Ooh, hot take. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to lose a lot of viewers from this here podcast. Uh, I learned the only thing that matters is power. Naked, unbridled force. All right. Lay down and I'll give it to you. Mm. Naked, unbridled force. <laughs> Everybody's so before that happens, um, <laughs> thank you for listening. And we'll... <laughs> but yeah thank you for listening uh looking forward to 2019 with you guys it's gonna be a lot of fun oh, so excited we've got more game shows yeah. we're gonna have more interviews i can smell it yes more interviews um and also for january of the 8th <gasps> we're gonna have a prize giveaway at the end of the what? month what how do you enter into that steve how do you get that steve well i'll let you know at a later date, because actually what? we haven't really quite figured out how we're going to do it yet. But uh, it's going to be a great prize package. It's going to be ape-related. Spoiler alert, um, we recorded this in the past. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do know one of the big pieces of it is going to be friend of the podcast, Dana Gould's graphic novel. Repeat offender on this here Repeat podcast. Repeat offender. His graphic novel, Planet of the Apes Visionaries. Oh my god. Based on the original screenplay written by Twilight Zone's own Rod Serling. Oh, it's so good. And it's going to be personally signed <gasps> by Dana Gould. What? Uh, so what? stay tuned. Follow us uh, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. And of course, you can find us at EILFM.podbean.com. And if you're looking for incredible art, where would they find that, babe? Ooh, you can find that at untidyvenus.etsy.com. That's a goddess who's bad at housekeeping.etsy.com. I have all kinds of fun movie-related art. I got dogs. I got cats. Be sure to read the listing, folks. There seems to be some confusion as to the size of the art. It's all written down there. I'm not bitter, but I sure as hell am going to make fun of you. Especially if you're also a listener on the podcast. No, I oh, I will call your ass out by name. Speaking of, from Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but we love you guys. We um, do, we love you. Hit us up. Uh, hit us up, direct message at EILF Movies on Twitter. Let us know if you want to be a part of the podcast. Yeah. We're glad to have guests. And yeah, of course, we're on Patreon if you want to throw a few shackles our way. Um, and that'll probably be a major influencer on who gets the Dana Gould graphic what? novel. Just going to throw that out there, there. Do you mean that Patreons may be able to get extra entries? Absolutely. <gasps> You're saying that I could buy my vote? Absolutely. Oh, man. It's a technocracy, babe. That's how I run shit. We live in a technocracy. <laughs> uh, but until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from Movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. So how the fuck are they going to make do a sequel after blowing up the Earth? Apes, 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 ap